Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you through my own fault, in thought, word, and deed, for the sake of the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me, forgive me all my sin, and bring me to everlasting life. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord has granted us pardon and forgiveness of all our sins grace for true repentance and amendment of life, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Epistle lesson is recorded in Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Here ends the epistle lesson. The Gospel lesson is recorded for us in the 14th chapter of the Gospel of St. John, beginning at verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. 
and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We continue with the hymn.
Let us pray. God of all peace and consolation, you have gloriously fulfilled the great promise of the gospel by sending down your Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost to establish the church as the home of his continual presence and power among men. Mercifully grant unto us, we beseech you, this same gift of your Holy Spirit, to renew, enlighten, refresh, and sanctify us, that we may always have a right understanding in all things, and always rejoice in his holy strengthening, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in communion with the same Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our sermon text is the epistle lesson recorded in Acts chapter 2. Let us here again select verses in Jesus' name. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each in our own language in which we were born, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God? Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Fellow redeemed, when a birth occurs, the parents are excited to announce it. They send out birth announcements to relatives and friends and usually put an announcement in the local newspaper. Birth announcements give us the date and place of the birth, the child and parents' names, and the length and weight of the child. Pentecost may be compared to a birth announcement, yet it is not the announcement of an ordinary physical birth of a child, but the birth of the Holy Christian Church. Acts chapter 2 tells us the date and place, the manner and the result of the birth of the church. Jesus fulfilled his promise to send the Holy Spirit as our constant link to the Lord Jesus. By the Holy Spirit, Christ and his gifts are brought to us, and our faith is nourished and strengthened. The Holy Spirit announces the church's birth with sights, with sounds, and with speech. The Spirit announces the church's birth with sounds. When did the birthday of the New Testament church occur? when the day of Pentecost had fully come. Pentecost is a word meaning 50th. The Old Testament festival of Pentecost was held the 50th day after Passover. Pentecost was also called the Feast of Weeks or Feast of the Harvest. It was an originally a celebration of thanksgiving to God for the first fruits of the harvest, but later it also commemorated the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. This was one of the three festivals, along with Passover and tabernacles, for which all adult Israelite males were to make a pilgrimage to celebrate in Jerusalem each year. 
Since Jesus was crucified at Passover, the events of our text take place 50 days after his death. God had special events in mind for this Pentecost in 30 AD. What Jesus had promised concerning the Holy Spirit would now take place. On this Pentecost, the believers were all with one accord in one place, not only the apostles, but also other followers of Jesus together in Jerusalem. They may have met in the house where the upper room was located, or in one of the meeting rooms of the temple. They were all with one accord, united in faith and bound together by sincere love and fervent hope. They were gathered for worship and prayer, as we read in Acts 1. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. The sound that filled the entire room came from the dwelling place of the Most High. It came from God. In both Hebrew and Greek, the original languages of the Bible, the word for wind, spirit, and breath is the same. The presence of the Spirit of God is often indicated in the Bible by a breath or wind. In Genesis 1, we read that at creation, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the creation of man, God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Jesus compares the coming of the Holy Spirit to the blowing of the wind, mysterious, invisible, and mighty. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Today also, sounds accompany the Holy Spirit's coming, when a person is born again of water in the Spirit, we hear the splashing of water three times, and the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Spirit announces the church's birth by audio, audible, and visual signs. In addition to the sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. In the Old Testament, fire is a symbol of God's presence with his people. God appeared to Moses in the burning bush and later guided his people during their wandering in the desert by a pillar of fire by night. Tongues of fire fulfilled the promise of Jesus at his ascension. For John truly baptized by water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. The flames were not momentary flashes, but they sat, rested on their heads for a long while. Luther comments on this, the Holy Spirit thus penetrated their hearts that in one moment they had the right understanding of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, and understood the whole scriptures and had such courage that they do not keep this understanding for themselves, but dare to confess it freely and openly. He comes down and fill the hearts of the disciples who formerly sat there in grief and fear and gives them fiery tongues that they become courageous and preach freely of Christ and fear nothing. 
the believers were now equipped and prepared to begin carrying out the assignment the Lord had given his church to go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing and teaching. When Jesus sent out the apostles to carry out the great commission, he promised, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Mark tells us how the apostles carried out this commission, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Such signs did not always accompany the preaching of the apostles or the testimony of believers. The promises of these signs were given to the apostles for their time to confirm their testimony about Jesus and their authority as those whom Jesus sent. While the New Testament church was ushered into existence by special signs from God, amazing miracles, it was built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Today we have something the apostles did not have. We have the complete Spirit-inspired Holy Scriptures containing the apostles' accounts of the life of Christ. The Holy Spirit sent by Jesus is always present and active when the Word of God is preached and read. He gives the Word its power, and He gives believers the power to speak the Word. The Holy Spirit also works through the Word attached to the visible signs of water, bread, and wine. The sacraments have often been called the visible Word. The Holy Spirit uses these means of grace to create faith in our hearts and to sustain and strengthen our faith in the forgiveness of sins through Christ. Thirdly, the Spirit announces the church's birth with speech, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Loudly and clearly, all of them spoke in languages other than the language they normally spoke. They did not all speak at once, but each spoke as the ability was given. This was not babbling or incoherent speech. It was perfectly understandable to those who knew the languages. We know this from the reaction of the crowd. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each in our own language, in which we were born? The words spoken by the apostles were in actual languages of people from all over the empire who had come to Jerusalem for the feast. They heard the good news of Jesus in the respective languages from people who did not know those languages. How did, could the apostles, uneducated men, mostly fishermen, natives of a small and rustic region, speak in the languages of so many nations? How could these men speak intelligently in languages they had never heard, much less learned? The Holy Spirit had equipped the apostles to proclaim God's saving work in many languages. This is a fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all 
flesh. In Genesis 11, we are told, now the whole earth had one language and one speech. Wicked men took advantage of this situation by trying to build a great tower in Babylon, in which would reach the heavens and would make a great name for them. God was greatly displeased by this and said, Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they ceased building the city. The confusion of languages at Babel shows us that sin separates us from God and from each other. Pentecost is a reversal of Babel. On Pentecost, the Spirit moved men to glorify God in languages that were understood by all who heard. This reversal of Babel still occurs when missionaries learn new languages in order to declare the wonders of God to people in world mission fields. When the church is made perfect in heaven, the ransomed of all nations together shall form one blessed and holy people, and a multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues will stand before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What was the message spoken on Pentecost? The wonderful works of God. What wondrous things God has done for us through his only begotten Son, the promised Savior, his wondrous birth of a virgin, his teaching and preaching, his astounding miracles, the redemption of the world through his suffering and death, his glorious resurrection, and his ascension into heaven. This is the message that all the world needs to hear, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As the Holy Spirit announced the church's birth, the first Pentecost, with sounds, with signs, and with speech, so the Holy Spirit is active today, where God's word is sounded, where the visible signs of the sacraments are in use, there the Holy Spirit is, working faith, faith that clings to the wondrous things God has done in Christ. In the words of the Catechism, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives me and all believers all our sins, and at the last day he will raise up me and all the dead and grant me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. We continue with the responsory and Lord's Prayer. O Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. O Lord Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy upon us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. O Christ, 
Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. Arise, O Christ, and help us. And deliver us for your name's sake. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, bright sun of the world, shine upon my spirit and drive away the night of sin, that I may walk in your holy light all my life and even forevermore. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people and kindle in them the fire of your love. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord Almighty, order this day and all our doings in his peace. Amen. Amen.